You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailors Radio Station. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to show number 11. That's right. We've made it to a well past double digits and everything is going fantastically here at Sunset HQ. What a show we have this evening. I can't even believe the adventures that have been happening. Uh, first up, we'll be catching up with Brett Avery. He uh, is in San Francisco at the moment, but he's been away from home for nearly a year with Scarlet Runner, which sails out of Melbourne. They've travelled all the way up the east coast of Australia, over across the Indian Ocean, around Cape Town, South Africa, up to the Caribbean, and then all the way through uh, up to where they are now in San Francisco, ready to do some races on the West Coast. It really is a little bit of a wish list for anybody who wants to do some of the great races around the world, and, and they've managed to achieve it, which is just fantastic to hear. I also touched base uh, with Tom Burton during the week. He returned back to Australia after a massive five months away on his campaign. So it'll be really great for you to hear about everything that's been happening with him. He's just on fire. And last but not least, we'll have one of our favourite Sailor Girls of the show, Miss Nina Curtis. We'll be calling in uh, from Europe. She's been on quite an adventure herself. She always is. And we'd love to touch base with her when we can. Uh, She's uh, just launched a new boat with her skipper, Darren Bondock. And uh, everything's going great guns for them. But it's lovely to have you here with me. I, of course, will have lots of adventures for you at the end of the show. And I can't wait to take you through all of those adventures too. I managed to get out on the water for both days this weekend. Who would have thought it? But I I think we're going to have a little bit of an 80s theme this show just because of one of the requests that I know is going to be coming in one of the interviews a little bit later on, which is quite hilarious. I, I have um, I have heard about this via Facebook and, and we'll just have to see uh, see how we go. But stay with me. My name's Nick Douglas and this is Adventures of a Sailor Girl. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. And talking about adventures, Brett Avery has called in all the way from San Francisco. He's been sailing around the world for nearly a year on Scarlet Runner. Brett, how are you going? Going, going good. Going good? Yeah. You're um, living the life. Yeah, yeah. Every little boy's dream to sail a boat around the world. Oh, my goodness. And a beautiful boat at that. Scarlet Runner, uh, tell us a little bit about the boat. Uh, it's a Rifle Pew 52 owned by uh, Rob Date from Melbourne. Um, awesome. Built in 2009. Uh, yeah. And now she's uh, been well tested because I think you set off on about the 10th of July from Melbourne and now you're in San Francisco, but it's been a bit of a journey in between July and now, hasn't it? It has. It's been, been a long journey. We left Melbourne and uh, sailed the boat around to Sydney and did the Sydney to Gold Coast race. And then followed that up with Brisbane to Keppel Race. Yep. And then stopped in at Early Beach and did the first race of Early Beach Race Week. Just a little stopover. Just a little stopover. <laughs> there was a race there, so we thought we'd better go in it. Yeah. Um, after that, went up to Cairns and spent a little bit of time there. Then sailed the boat from Cairns around to Darwin, and which was good because I got to catch up with my niece in Darwin, who I hadn't seen for a few years. Amazing. <laughs> and then a couple of uh, a couple of friends from Sandringham Yacht Club flew up and jumped on the boat, and they joined us for the leg from Darwin to Cocos Keeling Islands in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Oh. And which was lovely place. Yeah. Lovely place. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we spent a, spent a week there as well, and then they flew back to um, back to Melbourne, and we sailed to Mauritius, and spent a week there. Um, 
that was that was waiting for a weather window. The same as yeah. what I was saying. What a horrible um, place to be held up waiting, <laughs> you poor yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've been really lucky with the weather actually. We've got uh, Jessica Sweeney does all our, well, she's our race navigator. She does sure. all our weather out for us. Um, from Mauritius, we sailed to Durban, um, where we got a really good reception from the people there. One of our friends from Sandringham had lived there for a couple of years and Brilliant. let everyone coming so we had people waiting on the dock when we pulled in there which was oh. lovely and then we sailed around to Cape Town where we had a bit of a break and did some work on the boat sure she and might have needed it by then was that about six months on or uh no we got to we got into Cape Town middle of October um which was which was pretty good so we pulled the boat out of the water there and uh did some service work on it and a couple of the guys had a bit of a bit of a holiday well, awesome. And then we did the Cape Town Rio race in Cape Town Rio race in January, which was a pretty awesome race, three and a half thousand miles. Um, we got we got second over the line and second on IRC in that one, which was which was good. The only boat that beat us there was a Volvo seventy. You got to be happy with uh, that. <laughs> yeah, very happy. Uh, that was a pretty hard race up to sixty five knots on the first night, and it was one boat. And a guy lost his life. Oh, um, far out! Pretty devastating. That's really intense. It's yeah, it's a, a big test. Um, after after Rio, we spent probably three weeks in Rio, and then sailed the boat from Rio up to the Caribbean to St Martin, and did three regattas in the Caribbean, which is uh, Rolex St Thomas regatta, uh, Lavoie de Saint Bart, and Antigua Race Week. And <laughs> it sounds I, like you've you've written down a list of all the dream regattas that a sailor ever wants to do, and you're just ticking them off by one, one by one, Brett. Pretty much, that's pretty much what Rob wanted to do, and um, we sat down and talked about it. And originally, we were going to ship the boat everywhere, and he said, "Well, how about you employ a few extra guys and uh, sail the boat around the world?" And how could I say no? How could you say no? And it might actually work out to be a little bit less expensive than shipping a fifty-two footer around the globe. Yeah, we really wanted to do the Cape to Rio race and getting the boat from Melbourne to Cape Town was proving to be quite difficult. Um, there's, yeah. there's not really that many, uh, or it's not really a shipping route going from Melbourne to there, so I was going to have to go all the way up to London then back down again. So that sort of sealed the deal in terms of sailing it. Yeah, for sure. And and now, so you, you went all the way to the Caribbean and now you're, you're at San Fran. But you, yep. how did you get from the Caribbean over to San Fran? Uh, so we sailed from the Caribbean, across the Caribbean Sea to Panama, and went through the Panama Canal. Oh, that's amazing. And how was it going through the Panama Canal? The canal was, it was, it was pretty interesting. And uh, at the moment, they're actually building another set of locks so that they can get more ships through. Uh, it's, it's yeah, really, really busy. Um, just runs, can, runs non-stop. And seeing, seeing the all the big ships going through the um, through the middle of a, or basically through land, is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. It was a really interesting trip. And then sailed from Panama up to Mexico. Had two stops in Mexico, in Acapulco and Cabo San Lucas. And Cabo San Lucas is, is lovely. Acapulco was really, really nice as well, especially there's two other boats in the world that... Uh, 
of the same sort of model as ours. They're um, rifle pewters on Southern Cross 52s. Yeah, sure. And they're both in Acapulco. So all three, it's the first time all three boats have been in the same place at the same time. Oh, so it's like a family pretty, reunion. It was like a family reunion, yeah. Now you're in San Fran. What's, what's next? I don't know if I can ask what's next because it sounds like you've done everything. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what, uh, what is one, next? What's next? Uh, uh, Pacific Cup, which starts for us on the 11th of July. So um, from San Francisco to uh, Kaneohe Bay in Hawaii. Oh, sounds so tough. <laughs> but uh, you, you must be really getting to know this crew now that you've spent well over a year or close to a year now sailing around the world with them. How are you going to go yeah. back to real life? I, I don't know. I've um, got, a, got a really good cruise. Uh, Disco, uh, Rowan Leaper, who most people in Sydney would know him pretty well. He does a lot of deliveries up the East Coast. He's a Sandringham boy. And mm -hmm. um, Tim Kenner, who's our bowman. So the two of them have been on it the whole way. And at various stages, we've had, had other people along. Um, most recently, uh, Tilly or Matilda Ayanko, who um, has been living in Sydney for a couple of years. Uh -huh. And she's just gone back to uh, Finland for a little while. Um, so yeah, it was just the three of us for the last leg. Wow. And it's going to be a bit crowded in a couple of weeks when um, six other <laughs> people jump on the boat. Yeah, to do your race over to Hawaii. How amazing. That, that's going to be brilliant. And then from Kanahoe Bay, are you heading back to Australia or is there something else planned? Oh, no, pretty much back to Australia. We might um, might stop in Vanuatu or New Caledonia just to break the trip up a little bit and then probably hit Australia in Sydney um, sometime towards the end of August. I think most of the boats will probably be up at Hamilton Island then. But Yeah, and no, I think I'll be up there now by the sounds of things too. Otherwise, I'd definitely touch base with you guys. It'd be awesome. But you'll have to send me some photos or something and I'll share them on Facebook. And, and the, yeah, we will do. Yeah, that would be amazing. And then we can share this amazing journey with everybody it's just brilliant i'm i'm so jealous but it's great to hear that you've had an amazing ride brett that's for sure yeah it, it really really has been special and um you know we've really got to thank rob date for making it um making it happen for all of us so it's just provided us with an amazing opportunity too cool too cool well i think we'll wrap it up there because no doubt you need some rest <laughs> After calling it to San Francisco only a few hours ago, but thank you for taking the time to catch up with us and, and hopefully we'll touch base again soon. No problems, Nick. Always a pleasure. Welcome back. My name's Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line, fresh, back in the country, still getting over his jet lag, Tom Burden. How are you going? Uh, good, thanks. Good, good thanks. to be back. <laughs> Excellent. No, it's good to have you back. You've been gone for quite a while. Yeah, I think uh, just over five months. Uh, can't can't remember the exact date I left, but uh, I think it's just over five months. So uh, yeah, it's been a while. Still a big, big chunk of time, but a very successful five months at that. Congratulations on all of your results so far. I was just having a little flick through them this morning, and you've had quite a good run, starting with uh, Sail Melbourne, but then heading to Miami and all the way through. How are you feeling after that um, big block of five months? Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good year. Um, yeah, I don't think I could have done much better. No. Maybe slightly, but uh, no, looking back at the year, it was a very good year. So I'm just going to quickly recap your results. So we had a first in, in Sail Melbourne. We had a fourth at Miami. Then you moved on to um, Cadiz at, at, in Spain for the Olympic week. You had a second there. Then at Palma, you had a first. 
And then at Hiers, you had a first. This is in the, the laser class, for those who may not know you well. And, uh, and then you finished off with the Europeans, which may have been a little bit of a downer to the end of your tour. Yeah, um, also between, my, uh, between Miami and the Kiddies Olympic week, I did Fort Lauderdale, which I came... Oh, which was a small, small event with only about yeah. 40 boats or so, but I came first in that too. Oh, um, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so in five, in five months I did, what, four or five regattas. Yeah. Um, I missed out on the Garda Olympic week just uh, as I had a little bit of an injury with my ankle. Um, sure. Which I'm trying to get over now that I'm home. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, good, it was a good, uh, good season. A nice, a nice little uh, wind-up. I know we're still a few years out from, from Rio, but how are you feeling with your progress? It, it is a long road, and for those who only join the journey towards the end when we're heading into the Olympics, it's a big, it's, it's quite a long slog. I mean, five months away from home isn't easy either, really. No, no. A few years ago, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it. I think the, the I guess the older I've gotten and the more experience I've gotten, uh, it's become a little bit easier. Um, but one of the, one of the main things is I don't actually live that close to the yacht club here in in Sydney. So uh, to be here in Sydney and go sailing every day is not that easy. Yeah. Um, so being in Europe and being really close to the yacht club, I really enjoy that. So uh, that makes it a little bit easier. But uh, <laughs> yeah, being five months away is uh, just kind of living out out of a suitcase isn't isn't always the best. But uh, I seem to enjoy it. You seem to enjoy it. Well, that's what's important. That might be why you do so well. (laughs) You don't mind being away from home. But I think the last time I caught up with you in person was actually in San Francisco at the America's Cup base during the Youth America's Cup. You've come a long way since then, but you've decided to focus back on the laser. A lot of people have, have, you know, changed classes and things since, you know, over the years, but you're sticking with the laser. What is it about the laser that keeps bringing you back besides the results? Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I just like it the the physical aspect, the the like the the challenge of it being like a really tough mental game, but also uh, being very physical. Um, at the moment, yeah, I've challenged, I've uh, gone back to the laser and spent a lot of time in it this year. I think last year uh, my goal was was the same thing, but I, I kind of spent a little bit more time doing stuff like the America's Cup and a little bit of yacht racing, and uh, yeah, that was really good, but. But my, I think my laser results suffered a little bit because of that. Mm. Um, so this year, the goal was definitely to get 100% back focused into the laser, and uh, and I'm glad the results have paid off. Yeah, oh, they definitely have. I think um, we can't we can't critique your report card at all. But um, do you think maybe last year having a little bit of time off from the laser and doing that other sailing made you come back with a bit more focus this year? Then. Oh, definitely. Anytime you have a bit of a bit of a down yeah, gives you more motivation to go on the up but uh it's it's not a bad thing when when like bad results aren't a bad thing it gives you more Gosh motivation no. yeah um doing doing other things like the yacht sailing in the america's cup um gives you gives you a different different aspect to it so you, you learn something from other people that you're sailing with and and you just you see the other side of sailing laser sailing even though it's very tough sometimes it it is very simple in some aspects, uh, so it's good to always see how other sailing relates to, to the stuff that you do every day, and sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it does, so you take things from from uh, from the stuff that you'll, you'll learn in the yacht sailing, and you can put it back into the into the laser sailing, and, and it'll, uh, it'll help you a lot along the way. 
definitely. I think some people get surprised when I go sailing. I'm like a little kid. Every single day that I go sailing, I'm excited because I know that no matter what I'm sailing, I'm going to learn something. And that's my goal is to go out and learn something, whether it be on a Far 40 or whether it's on a TP52 or whether I'm back in a, in a one-design dinghy. I think it's really important. And that's what keeps me going is knowing that every day I'm going to learn something. So I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're similar, but that's, that's the way that I keep going anyway. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's like getting put back into kindergarten a bit with me yeah, on the yachts. Uh, exactly. Especially introduce, introduce stuff like the winches and different types of sails and stuff. It's just fully new. Yeah. Um, and I, stuff that I haven't done in a long, long time. So uh, it's it's good and uh, I like, sometimes I like being told what to do. So it's good to <laughs> just got a guy that follows and gets told what to do. Exactly. And, and maybe having somebody on board to talk to rather than just yelling at yourself in your head, that sometimes helps as well. But I think you've been a little bit modest in there saying that the laser is a simple boat to sail. Maybe it is a one maybe it is a one design class, but as you've mentioned, it's exceptionally physical. It's possibly one of the most, well, I'm going to say it's the most physical dinghy out there. How do you keep yourself, you say that you've got a little niggling ankle injury, but how do you keep yourself at, at top form? Because clearly... Results like yours mean that you're probably one of the fittest guys on the um, Olympic circuit. I'm going to put it out there. Um, yeah, possibly. I uh, I enjoy the fitness side of it yeah. uh, a lot. So when I'm home I and taking time out of the boat, I'm rarely taking time off fitness. If it's just to go to the gym, just to lose some weight or to look better, that's fine with me as well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think when I was a little bit younger, I, I focused... On, uh, on some fitness in, in the wrong areas and, and the more that I've learnt, the more I can put fitness into the right areas and, uh, and chasing guys like Tom Slingsby and stuff uh, helped me uh, with motivation along the way. So now that I am one of the, one of the fittest that, um, and it's good that it translates into boat speed. So yeah. the thing, things that you start to do right when you see it translate into boat speed, it, it is... Uh, very mo- motivational. Yeah, it's it's re-motivating it keeps, keeps again. Yeah, it keeps going around and around and around. Training with, with uh, Tom Slingsby, I think you were his training partner for the last cycle in a big way. How, is that, how has that helped? Do you still um, chat to him as well? Do, I mean, you've probably created a, a, quite a long-lasting relationship there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I chat to him off and on. Uh, he, he actually just came and visited us in Croatia before the Europeans. Uh, he, was, he was with us, like, maybe... Four days before the Europeans started, just because he had some time off after the the, um, the GC32 regatta that he was doing in Austria. For sure. And uh, it's, it's always good to hang out with him. We went and caught up, caught up and watched the movie, and it was just <laughs> like old time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know if it's just because I sailed with him, or that's just how um, my form of sailing was going to go. I kind of see my my style of sailing based off. Off his, maybe not as much boat speed as he had, but uh, <laughs> but uh, factors and and all that sort of stuff. Uh, sure. I think are very similar. Yeah, it's a good way. It's a good way to learn sometimes when you've got somebody like that. And we've had quite a strong laser fleet over the past few years. I mean, we had Blackburn, who then was training with Slingsby, who there's who then came through and had you as a training partner, and now you've come through. And but at the same time, there's quite a few guys in the squad at the moment that are training with the Australian sailing team. Do you think that's a big part of the success that we have in the laser fleet, that it just keeps sort of regenerating itself and, and it has done for quite a number of years? Oh, definitely. Having a, having a good, having good guys behind you uh, 
keeps you pushing really hard because you you always still want to be number one and and uh, you don't want those guys to catch up. But also it helps in other ways that when we don't when when there's no one out training, we're always going to have. I think Europe in the squad this year we've got seven guys. So yeah, it's also just black is tell, telling us to go out sailing, um, and we're all going on training. We're going to have minimum seven guys, and they're all pretty good. Yeah, um, that that's a big benefit. Whereas if so like if you're just by yourself, you'd you're relying on other people to come out sailing with you, and it's hard to always uh, contact them, and they, they're always going to have different plans for their coach. And so, to have seven good, good guys out on the water whenever you want to go is uh, is really beneficial. It's it's a massive massive thing to draw from, and you're all good guys as well, and you're all close. So there is a sharing environment there that you just don't get. Well, you often don't get with a training partner, which is awesome to see. And, and Blackburn is also one of the most driven people. So if he says go, I'm guessing that you all, you all say yes, sir, <laughs> in a mate kind yeah. of way. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how is it working with, with Blackburn? I mean, I know that he's had an extensive history in the class, but he's also, I mean, you said your your focus is on fitness. He's also a fitness guru too in his own way. And, and then you've also got the Australian sailing team to draw from there as well. How is it being involved with that Australian program? Oh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. So he's got so much experience with lasers, so that obviously helps me. Um, a lot of experience just even with other boats. So he's dabbled in a few other boats. And so whenever something comes up that I'm thinking about doing, um, to run it by him, he's always pretty much been there done that kind of thing yeah. but, um so he can always put in a few a few hints and tips and but also on the other on the other hand like uh what what he says is it's never 100 percent. so we can always have a discussion about it and put the pros and cons on the table and uh and see if it's actually going to be beneficial in the short term or long term or uh and uh and stuff like that so uh that's also that's that's really good and and similar with uh with fitness yeah um, my background my background was uh, football, so I was uh, doing fitness even even before I started sailing, um, just in a, in a different aspect. And and he's really the the guy that can tune it really specific for laser sailing. So uh, so we can always have a discussion about fitness and and the same sort of thing in pros and cons of the stuff that I'm thinking about doing and and the stuff that he's done in the past and the stuff that's worked and the stuff that hasn't worked. So um, there's all there's always a uh, big discussions and it's. And it's not often that we both uh, say the same thing, but yeah. in the end, in the end, I've, I think we both get to the a similar conclusion anyway. And you're continually learning off each other, which is one of the reasons why perhaps he's motivated to keep to keep going after so long as well. But um, I think you're making a lot of people in the world jealous right now for the relationship that you have with your coach and your squad. It's fantastic to hear that everything's going so well uh, for laser sailing for Australia leading forward on the road to Rio, as we call it, here in Australia. Thank you so much for taking the time to catch up with me. We'll have to keep following your journey. Enjoy your time at home. Yes, thank you. No worries. No worries at all. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. And we'll be back next with one of our favourite sailor girls, Miss Nina Curtis, chatting about launching her new NACRA. Adventures of a Sailor Girl and on the line, direct from Holland, where she's a little bit stuck, our favourite Sailor Girl, Nina Curtis. How are you going? Hey, Nick. I'm going well, thank you. Well, going well, despite the fact that you're you're stuck in a land full of orange the night after we lost to them in the World Cup. 
Not ideal. It's a disaster. I've taken off my green and gold now. It's not safe to walk the streets. <laughs> <laughs> but good to see you were still out there wearing it with, with Bundy the night of. Oh, yeah, we had such a fun night. And the Socceroos, they played so well, so it was really, it was quite exciting. We got in amongst it with as much green and gold as we could pull out of our suitcases. Awesome. And, and went and cheered them on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to share the, the picture during the show, but let me just say that it, it's totally reiterated the fact that orange does not go with green. No, it does not at all. And I don't even think orange is that great, but no, I neither. tell you what, every single person in this country was wearing, like, orange head to toe they get really into it here yeah um and and speaking of head to toe uh in in a in a color i did see just after our last chat that you were head to toe in some horrendous green outfit (laughs) what's going on there oh oh the green onesie wasn't that attractive (laughs) (laughs) you're a pretty hot looking girl but um i'm not sure if you pulled that off No, I don't think it was just, it was horrible. Words cannot describe how much I didn't enjoy wearing that. But it was a, it was a great event. It was called the Bolster Knockout Teams Race Championship. Okay. And um, they picked, um, we were in another team with Jason Waterhouse and Lisa Darmenham. Mm-hmm. And there were four other teams made up of two boats. And, um, oh, it was a screen. We were teams racing in, um, in the NACRA, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> They're, and the boats are all wrong for teams racing. You know, they take off and they're quite hard to... After doing so much match racing over the last four years, I was like, wow, these boats are not good <laughs> for any kind of one-on-one racing. But, oh, it was really good fun. We ended up taking out the championship too, which was cool. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, um, there's a photo of you in the onesies with the champagne going everywhere. And it looks like a, um, a video clip. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was good fun. Oh, it was a fun event. You know, they had DJ on the side of the water and we had a, um, a catamaran limbo competition where you had to try <laughs> to get the mast as close to the water as possible, which was pretty, um, it was pretty intense <laughs> for me. I was holding on for dear life, but yeah, it was good fun. We were lucky. Um, Jason Waterhouse is a really good teams racer and came up through all the team's racing championship so he had to work a little bit of magic to, to get <laughs> us back in the game a few times but it was uh it was actually really good I learned I took a lot out of it too so well that's really fun. good yeah we've had um Jason and Lisa on the show since we last spoke to you so I um I told I've them been listening yeah I told them I'm becoming like the the NACRA groupie for sure yeah <laughs> Um, well, we're the, we're the fastest class, so we, we're interesting. Yeah, I know, and, and Lisa's promised me a ride, so that's that's totally got me hooked. Uh, no, you're coming with me. Like, I'm coming with you? Okay, excellent. Everyone <laughs> will be fighting over me, it's all good. <laughs> I think me yeah. me mic'd up on the wire on a bear away on a NACRA would be some of the most hilarious sound effects you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> we'll have to turn it down a bit. You'll be screaming in the earpiece. Well, I know I would be. <laughs> Speaking of screaming in the earpiece, um, I wish that I've had you mic'd up over the past few days because you have launched your brand new boat. Yes. Isn't she beautiful? She is beautiful. You'll have to tell everybody what she's called. Well, we called her Boat, actually. <laughs> well, because Bundy and I were always trying to come up with a compromise. I'll always want to call my boat something a little bit loopy, and, <laughs> you know, have it really colourful. And I think we, the, the boat name was a bit of a compromise. You know, Bundy actually came up with it himself, and I think it's quite clever. And so we've now named 
the old boat, old boat, so we've got old boat and boat. And boat. It's too confusing sometimes. And so you've got boat with you now, but old boat has been packed up to go to, um, to go over to South America. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's currently being shipped to Rio, and we've we've got now boat right with us right up until the world's here in Europe. So. Awesome. We're very excited. She's very fast. She looks very fast and um and almost like she wants to fly at times. Yeah, we've been um we've been out in Schevenigge here on the coast of Holland and it's been so wavy <laughs> and uh, if I had a mic on I would be screaming into it. It's just been holding on for dear life every day. We've got some funny footage and it's been it's been great we've already capsized it times excellent well she's been christened then that's good <laughs> she's been well christened yeah. <laughs> breaking her in is what we keep, keep <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome speaking about christenings i believe that we have a little song request for mr darren bundock your skipper it's uh, entitled girls just want to have fun Darren Bundock. I'm not quite sure what the story is there, but Nina will have to fill me in next time, that's for sure. But we've been talking about all of the crashes and everything that you've been having on your new boat. It's been good for me because I've had a, an interesting photo with you with an awesome facial expression to share on adventures every single day this week. <laughs> I know. I've got to try to get my face under control in some of those photos. I'm just in shock or horror or Fear. It's all written all over my face. I but, think it's oh, I'm great. So much fun. Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> good. I think it's great because it shows you that it's real. It's all about real. So um, you... the funny thing is, Bundy's actually—you can see him laughing at me before I've even, you know, recovered from getting hurt. He's already giggling. I'll be like, "Come on!" <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're having fun sailing together. That's the main thing. Given that you've got what another two and a half years to go until we're. We're in the um the wrap up. It's a long it's a long haul. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it'll be pretty easy. He's a pretty easy going guy. That's awesome. Well, it's good to hear that everything's going well. I know we had a big chat about how the the partnership's working on the last interview, so I won't hand you about that. But I do want to ask you about what's next. So you're training. You're trying to get out of Holland. You'll you'll get there eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're just waiting for Bundy's passport. It's um. We didn't even put it together, but because of the World Cup in Rio. Um, everyone's trying to get over there. Right. And um, so we're really backed up in the passport office. But as soon as we get the passport, we're out of here and we're going um, to Le Grand Mott, oh, wow. where our Europeans are. Yep. And um, we're going to just do a few days of training there and dump the boat there. Okay. And, um, and then have, I think, about a week off. And then we'll go in there formally with the rest of the sailing team on the 29th awesome. of this month. So are you going yeah. to go be a kayaking groupie in your week off? Um, no, actually, my um, my dad's coming over oh, to hooray. Europe, so I'm going to go and try to hunt them down for a few days and then maybe a bit of kayak grouping on the side. I haven't quite figured it out. <laughs> yeah, because uh, for people that don't know, basically, you're, you're a bit of a, a water diehard. As soon as, you, <laughs> as soon as you've got some time off, then you're, you're over with the kayaking team. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's quite a good, 
you know, it's good that the boys let me tag along with them because it's the perfect environment to have time off. You know, being in Europe can be quite exhausting. Yeah. But because I'm not going home, they've got a really good environment there and good training facilities. So it actually works. Really, I'm quite lucky, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yep, everything's just there, but also their training as well. So you can you can be in the gym with a nice bunch of people. So that, that doesn't hurt either. Yeah, no, it's really good. Speaking of that, how are your forearms going? We were talking last time about hoisting that spinnaker. (laughs) Yeah, they're getting there. I think it's – do you know what hurts the most, Nick, is my um, my neck muscles. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm just not – I'm not a trapezer yet, you know. (laughs) I'm getting there. But every time, like, the first thing, I think my head's too heavy for my neck or something. And that's the first thing to go. So it's not my forearm, it's my neck. And it's then I neck. go all turtle, you know, and try to stick it in. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there, no doubt. Maybe it's from clenching your mouth every time you have a crash that your neck's hurting. <laughs> Maybe it's whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that too. Uh, excellent. Well, I can't wait to see more crashes, but I also can't wait to see how you guys go once you... Um, get on the water over at the Europeans. I'll be, um, I'll be, you know, as, as, as the number one NACRA groupie, I'll be following the results <laughs> closely. I uh, will keep you posted, Nick. Oh, you're that would our, be fantastic. Now. <laughs> oh, hooray. No, that's so exciting. Oh, excellent. Well, good luck with everything. And thank you so much for taking the time to touch base with me. I really appreciate it. Anytime, Nick. Yay. Talk that, to you later. Awesome. That was Nina Curtis, our roving reporter in Europe. <laughs> Oh, but some fantastic adventures. So exciting to catch up with one of my favourite sailor girls, Nina Curtis, and also Tom Burton. He really is on fire. He's leading the charge in terms of laser sailing on the Olympic circuit. He's, and uh, you know, just his attitude. You know, he loves his fitness and he can see the results. So he just keeps on going and going and going. And to start off with, uh, I mean, Definitely first but not least in that terms. Brett Avery and the trip that Scarlet Runner has done has just been phenomenal. It's it's amazing to hear about what they've been doing. And I know I said amazing a lot in that interview, but it is because I was speechless a lot of, lot of the time when he was telling me about the journey that they did. But I've also had my own adventures this week. Yesterday I was out on uh, Sydney Harbour. I, I got a little bit of a late call up, but let's have a little bit of a listen to uh, this, this soundbite that I have from yesterday, I think it will explain it for you. Here we go. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, coming to you from Sydney Harbour on a Saturday morning. We've been on the water since um, about, I don't know, nine o'clock or so. You reckon, Shano? Yeah, it's about nine o'clock. I was a bit late. A bit late? Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I got this call, you know, hey, you want to come out on the harbour? And I, um, I'm out here in my PJs, um, you know, wet weather jacket on. It's all good, right? Yeah, it's lovely though. What, what would you be wearing? I know, I'd rather be in my PJs, that's for sure. I'm super comfy. But I'm very, very impressed with the mark that we've made for today's coaching session. Um, do, we, do we want to tell the people at home how, how um, innovative we are? Uh, no, I'm a bit embarrassed, actually. <laughs> wait, 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 this is called Making Marks, Punter, Punter 101. Hashtag nailed it. We've um, put a soda water bottle inside a milk crate. And it's, it's a glamour, absolute glamour. Yeah, it's still there. It's still there? No one's stolen it. No one's stolen it. It looks like a crab pot on Sydney Harbour, but it's doing the job. Adventures of a Sailor Girl, out. Uh, Yes, uh, that was my... 
my Saturday morning adventure. I had a, a little bit of fun there with Mr. Shanganaria. He was coaching some tasers and I jumped out on the rib just to give a bit of a hand. The tasers are really kicking it up a notch, especially in New South Wales ahead of the, the World Championships that will be over in Bustleton in January. But, oh, what a great opportunity to get out on the water in your pyjama bottoms. If you haven't seen the photo, it's legit. I had my flanny PJ bottoms on. It's on my Facebook page, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. You can find the picture there. Had a little bit of a following, but today I was out again on the uh, the awesome Thompson 8 Zipia with the crew. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a bit of a challenging race. I think my head is still hurting. We had uh, started off in a sou'wester, which ended up dying out completely, and the whole fleet was together. It was a bit of a raft up down at Sound Pigs, but we managed to get around, and then a, a little nor'wester built that almost felt like a sea breeze. It was very, very strange. Uh, strange weather, but uh, we were talking about getting internet reception on the harbour because I was chatting a little bit about Hobart and doing broadcasts here and there. And, uh, and this is what one of the crew members had to say. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and yes, I'm back out on the water for the Winter Series race. Now, our trimmer, Hugo, Hugo, um, what is it that you, you currently possess? A very fast dongle. A very fast dongle. And fastest dongle in Sydney. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said the fastest dongle in Sydney. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's sticking with it. Excellent. Um, we're just heading up past our pigs. Uh, we've, we've held our fractional most of the way. And Christian, yeah. And Christian's doing an awesome job trimming. We'll be, we'll be right back with you here on Sydney Harbour. And that's all I've got here from my sale today. I think that's, I think that's plenty. <laughs> but, uh, but good times have I all out there on the harbour this weekend. And uh, thank goodness we had some breeze to finish. And thank you so much to the CYC Race Committee for shortening the course and not making us do another lap. You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailors Radio Station.